Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome to another episode of the Football Betting Show, brought to you by Believe, the Believe Podcast Network. I'm Scott Seidenberg, joined as always by legendary handicapper Brandon Lang. A reminder, subscribe, rate, and review the Football Betting Show Wherever you get your podcasts from, you can check us out on the Believe Podcast Network. A good weekend all around for us here on the show. I had a great weekend in college football and a really great weekend in the NFL, and so did B. Lang at BrandonLang.com. And here at the Football Betting Show, we are brought to you by BetOnline.ag. The wait is finally over. Football is back, and you might not be at the game this year, but you could still be in the action at BetOnline. From game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props, BetOnline gives you more options to wager than any place online. And there's always the online casino as well because it never closes. So head to BetOnline.ag today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Again, that's BetOnline.ag and sign up today. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. The one exception for me, at least, was the one game that Brandon and I were on the opposite side of last Sunday, week one in the NFL. And I learned my lesson the hard way that when you're on the opposite side of a game, then Brandon Lang, you are most likely in the wrong. So B. Lang, I'll let you give it to me right now. I learned the hard way. Let me have it. Why was I an idiot for betting on Phillip Rivers? Well, with the nickname of Cry Me a Rivers, um, that's your first mistake. Second of all, um, you had a Colts team that historically, as I so eloquently pointed out to you, trying to get you off of your Colts pick, was that it's a divisional opponent, so you have your trend numbers. It doesn't matter if you have a new quarterback or a new system or a new this or a new that. You're just familiar with that opponent. You're just familiar with what they do. So as bad as the Jags were and have been, four times last year they got six points or more. They were 3-1 and one against the spread. That's a 75% number working in your favor. That's first of all. Second of all, um, at Indy or in Jacksonville, last 10 games, the Jags were 8-1-1 one one against the spread versus the Colts. So you're asking Phillip Rivers, Mr. 30. 38, 39-year-old Philip Rivers to go on the road in that heat, in that humidity, with a new team and a new system and try to win a ball game? And, and you shoved your chips all in on him? That shot put throwing <laughs> piece of shit, whiny bitch? And he took you down, and he cost you a pretty good parlay, and he cost you all kinds of stuff. So, you know, sometimes... In this business, and, and I've been at this 30 years, sometimes you almost have to take a step back and say, what quarterback am I going to be okay losing with? Because one thing about handicapping the NFL, most of the time it comes down to quarterback play mm-hmm, and who's mm-hmm. going to play better. And and sometimes you have to handicap off that premise. Minshew looked good. He rallied him back. And, yes, they had, they had a big yardage advantage and they had a big and they didn't punt the Colts didn't punt one time (laughs) right statistically they dominated the game but but again divisional road favorites of seven or more you will get bit in the ass more than ever 
by messing with games like that. Yeah. The Chiefs being the one exception, by the way. Of course. Well, we'll get into more NFL uh, in a couple of minutes, but let's start with the college action from this Saturday. There were winners across the board last Saturday. I went 5-1, and one, a very successful Saturday. I'm sure you did as well at BrandonLang.com. But as you and I were prepping for this show, you said this Saturday a little bit different than what we saw last Saturday. Well, yeah, the podcast last week, Coastal Carolina over Kansas, outright winner. UL Lafayette plus the points over Iowa State, outright winner. South Alabama at home plus 11.5, led to lane 24-6 before they, before they forgot how to play offense in the last quarter and a half. Still hung in there and got the cover, losing by three. North Carolina um, with the cover. Games. Yep, there's just games that jumped off at me this week. It's tough, man. It's tough. A lot of tight lines. A lot of teams playing their first game. Um, you know, I miss the hundred, the hundred game boards of which you could dive in and find that golden nugget. Here, it's just tough sledding right now. Talk me out of hammering Oklahoma State minus the twenty-two and a half to beat Tulsa. Uh, I just think the Cowboys are one of the best teams in the country, and Tulsa hasn't, you know done anything to, to have my respect uh, both teams are playing their first game of the year uh, so the, obviously that's something that you have to handicap but Mike Gundy is just a monster when it comes to season opening games and, and the, you got to talk me out of this because I'm I'm pushing all my chips in on the Cowboys I can't talk you out of it because of uh, I always come across the trend I call it my wow trend. I call it my wow trend, meaning when I give you this trend, whoever I give this trend to, we'll say wow. They go, <laughs> they go, wow. And every week I'll come across a wow trend. And this week's round wow trend is this: Gundy has covered his last fourteen non-Big Twelve games dating back to 2016. Wow. There it is. Gundy, put it in more perspective. <laughs> Gundy is 14-0 and against the number his last 14 non-Big 12 games. I can't talk you off something like this right side of the game. This is going to be a blowout. Tulsa, Tulsa returns like three or four starters on defense. They're not going to be able to handle – uh, Oklahoma State, so I'm going with the Cowboys. I'm laying the big number, just like I was comfortable laying the big number with North Carolina and they covered. I'm comfortable laying the big number with Oklahoma State. I think they cover uh, as well. Um, one of the games that I thought was interesting is Navy coming off the ass-kicking that they took last week uh, going into New Orleans to play against Tulane. Navy is six-and-a-half-point dogs, um, but I sense that there's going to be a little bit of a bounce back. I kind of look at that first game from Navy as that was like their preseason because they didn't do any type of hitting or tackling in the preseason, right? And Ken Niamatololo uh, said that that was, you know, by strategy, they wanted to keep their guys healthy and with all the COVID restrictions. So maybe week one was a little bit of their preseason and now they get their season started by going into New Orleans and upsetting Tulane. I'll say this. I had South Alabama last week, best bet on Saturday, plus the points over Tulane. Um, watched the whole game. Tulane, first game out of the box. Willie Fritz um, got him going in the second half. They came back from 24-6 down and won the game outright 27-24. Uh, they covered all six um, of their games last year as a host. Um, 
I have to see Navy play one more time. I have to see Navy play one more time and see if that offensive line and defensive lines are, are, are especially the defensive line, if they're just that, that bad. Breaking a new quarterback after losing their superstar last year, and they, they look like a team in disarray. I'm going to pass on that one. I want to watch it and see how Navy rebounds. All right. How about Louisiana Tech taking on a Southern Miss team that's in a little bit of a disarray right now? It's Louisiana Tech's season opener. They are underdogs on the road uh, at Southern Miss, getting five and a half right now. Well, sometimes you have to take a coach who is a dog and kind of roll from there. Uh, Louisiana Tech, you know, Skip Holtz, 19-8-1 as a dog. Beast. Uh, his last 28 since arriving at Tech in 2014. Uh, away from Rustin, 13-7-1, his last 21 on the Vegas Forge. Louisiana Tech, right side of the game. Thank you, sir. Uh, who you got in the big primetime matchup between Miami and Louisville? Um, as much as you know, I love the new Miami offense with De'Ara King and, and Rhett Lashley calling the plays, uh, I got to lean on Louisville here. Um, home is probably not going to mean as much as it would in a normal season, but they are home. And I just think that Miami, historically, Brandon, is like a – they make a lot of mental mistakes, a lot of penalties. They're a very undisciplined team, and that's why I'll lean towards Louisville in this matchup. Yeah, big revenge spot here. Last year in Miami, 52-27 uh, came victory at Hard Rock Stadium. Uh, Satterfield now 5-2 and two versus a spread at home. Uh, with the cover last week. Um, I just think this is another one where I wanted to pull the trigger, but the tight line of two and a half, I just don't think there's value. This is one I want to watch and see if Miami's is as good as they looked against UAB. Granted, it was UAB, but that will be it was a talented UAB team, and they pulled away and got the cover. So from a fan perspective and a handicapping perspective, I'm going to stay away from this one as well. Did Duke do enough in the second half last week to justify them being a little under a touchdown favorite at home against Boston College? This is actually one that I like. Um, BC's filthy. Um, eight starters back on defense. Five of their top six tacklers. They get a linebacker that's, that's playing right, right up. That came over from a Power 5 school. Offensively, their entire offensive line is back. Um, they got a running back who backed up Dylan who had 890 yards rushing that backup role. I love BC plus five in this one. Okay. Uh, yeah, if you can get it at six, even better. All right, nice play there. Any other college games jump out to you before we go to the NFL? Yeah, I, I'm looking at this Baylor-Houston game, and it, it, it literally, Houston returns 19 and 21 starters, 19 and 22 starters back from last year. Uh, one of the most... Um, one of the most experienced teams back um, getting four and a half against a Baylor team that lost nine of their top 12 tacklers on the defensive side of the ball. Houston's got all six wide receivers back. I think they're in for a big year. I'm going to take Houston plus the four and a half and keep Ryan Lafayette. I said last week, they'd go into Iowa state be in the game the whole way. They won it outright. I think the team's going to go undefeated, knock off Appalachian State in the conference championship game, and coast into a New Year's Day bowl game. Raging Cajuns lay the wood. 16 points laying on the road against Georgia State. Uh, I like the Raging Cajuns as well. All right, Brandon, let's roll to the NFL, where it's a very interesting uh, schedule here, very interesting spreads. 
you and I all over the Packers last week when they went into Minnesota and they were getting three points and they thrashed them. I don't want to hear about a second-half comeback from Minnesota because the Packers dominated that game. Packers are now laying less than a touchdown at home against the Lions. Tell me why I shouldn't hammer the Packers again here in Week 2. Because it's a divisional game, and one thing that's crazy about the Detroit Lions is as bad as Matt Stafford was in the fourth quarter when it comes to playing the Green Bay Packers. He flat-out gets it done. The Lions have covered the last six meetings between these two. The last six meetings between these two. Uh, I'm going to take Detroit plus the points. Okay. Uh, I think you and I are on opposite sides of that game. Uh, I got the Packers uh, to finish off a teaser with the well, Cleveland Browns on Thursday night. I had the. Uh, do you? Do I want do to back up the bet? To... <laughs> this is. We well, said. We said down, every week. Down, down, I'm down one nothing. Every week. Yes. But let's see. Let's see if there's another game we dis- okay. disagree on. Okay. I'm down Next. one nothing right now. So let, let's move on. Okay. Um, the Jaguars. Your Jaguars getting over a touchdown going into Tennessee uh, to take on the Titans. Do you back Minshew mania for a second week getting this many points? No, the Titans score 40. Titans score 40 in a blowout. Jacksonville 0-5 against the number of their last five in Nashville. Take the, take the Titans. Okay. How about the Vikings and the Colts? I think just on spite, I have to bet against Phillip Rivers this week, so I might be all over the Vikings. Well, I'll tell you this. The last five regular season road games for the Minnesota Vikings have gone over the posted total. Let's go ahead and jump on over in that one, 48-and-a-half over Minnesota-Indianapolis. All right, how about the 49ers on the road laying a touchdown against the Jets? I know they're the Jets, but the 49ers are banged up. They're coming off a loss last week uh, against the Cardinals, which you and I picked against them correctly. Now they have to travel East Coast to play a 10 a.m. body clock game against the Jets. Don't you think that this game could be one that the 49ers maybe overlook? 100%. 100%. Last five times to close out the year, the Jets were a dog. They covered four of the five. It's just like the Jacksonville game all over again. As bad as you are, as bad as you look, as bad as you've played, the Jets is a home dog, covered four of the last five, much like the Jags, who last week were getting more than six, and four times last year getting more than six. The Jags had covered three or four. Give me the Jets plus the points. How about the Rams-Eagles game? What do you think about that one? I'm going to say this. In three years from now, Carson Wentz will be out of the NFL. I don't think that's a shocker. And, I, guy, I mean, I, I I told you last week that I, I guarantee you that Jalen Hurts starts a game this year. Yep. Carson Wentz is on his way to becoming the second coming of Brady Quinn and Rick Meyer. And it's of no fault of anyone. But he's regressing, and he's regressing facts, and – it's not going to be in Philadelphia where he resurrects his career. Um, they're struggling. Rams in the early Eastern time zone, last six trips playing at 1 p.m. Eastern, a perfect 6-0 and against the spread. I like the way they looked last week. I love what Sean McVay did with the offense. I'm going to take the Rams. Steelers keep it rolling against the Broncos? I don't know, but under the post, the total is the only way I'm playing this one. It's low. Um, Broncos defensively, yes, granted, Tennessee went up and down the field on them all night long, but they held them to field goals, and um, I just like the way their defense matches up here. 
and I don't think Locke does much against this Pittsburgh defense. I'm going to go under the post total. Do we expect a Brady bounce back? Heavy favorites over the Panthers in Tampa. Yeah, to me, this is a tough game because Teddy Bridgewater, you're always in the game. Teddy Bridgewater just does not get blown out. He just doesn't. But um, you look at Carolina and you look at how much success the Raiders had offensively. I just think there's only one way to play this game, and it's over the post of total. It's 47 and a half. Listen, Tampa Bay may get to 35. Mm-hmm. So you're telling me Carolina can't get to 25? I'm going to go over 47 and a half. Washington and Arizona both 1-0 and to the surprise of many uh, playing in Arizona. I think the Cardinals uh, continue their winning ways here against Washington. Yeah, I'm a big proponent of big underdogs that went outright on the road. When I say big, I mean an underdog of five or more that went outright on the road. And then they come back home and they're installed as a favorite of more than a field goal. It's an overreaction by the line maker. I think when this season is come and gone or middle of the season, you're going to find out one thing. The Washington football team will have the best defensive line in the NFL. They are legit, hands down across the board. And I think they go in here, flat spot Arizona, off a divisional road upset win, coming back home a little flat. I'll take Washington to make this a field goal game. Chiefs laying a high number in L.A., taking on the Chargers. Uh, I'm not afraid of laying any high number with the Chiefs. And based on what I saw last week from the Chargers, how is Tyrod Taylor going to have this offense keep pace with Kansas City? I want you to think about something here. You watch Cleveland basically go up and down the field on Cincinnati's defense last night. Yep. You saw Baker Mayfield do anything he wanted to do offensively. And listen, I, I won last night with the back door on Cincinnati. If Baker doesn't throw that pick, I don't cover, have no shot at the back door because they would have got a score above the number. Um, But he threw a pick, and and I scored, and the back door was open. Um, But watching that Cincinnati defense get shredded, I found myself turning off the TV last night, and I said, so if their defense is that bad, how did the Chargers struggle with that running game to score seven points mid-fourth quarter? And I just said, wow, how bad must the Chargers be? And I said, Andy Reid in the month of September last 11 games, 10-1 and against the spread. And now going back to last year, they've won and covered 10 in a row straight up and against the spread. Andy Reid may not be able to walk by a Dunkin' Donuts slash Baskin and Robbins mixed together without sitting there and eating ice cream and donuts for an hour. I get that. But you walk up to that man and you press his belly button, you get cash coming out of his ass, his mouth, his armpits. He's just a person walking ATM machine. They covered Thursday night against the Texans. You lay the number here. 10-1 and one against the spread. His last 11 September games tells you what the right side of the game is. I'm 100% with you there, and I love that. I'm going to go up and push his belly button, and hopefully he spits out some cash out of his ass. Uh, the Ravens and the Texans, two good quarterbacks going at it. In this one, Baltimore laying seven on the road, another high number. But again, a team that I don't mind laying the high number with. Well, good. You go late. I'm staying away all things Bill O'Brien and Sean Watson. Okay, I'm I'm staying away from this team. Um, you let you let DeAndre Hopkins go. He looked great with Arizona. Um, I think Bill O'Brien's fired at the end of the year. Agreed. They go in a complete different direction. Um, someone just called nine one one, have him arrested for stealing money from the organization. Let out <laughs> rob folks. So I'm going to stay away from that one. You don't think the Ravens kicked the shit out of him? 
I think I would take the Ravens in a teaser. Yeah, that's I that's the more. Ravens. I, I would I would take the. What about a Ravens? Three? What about a Ravens? A Ravens Chiefs teaser. Ravens pick them and Chiefs minus two and a half. Well, I would throw in Tennessee there as well and do a do a three team ten point teaser. That way you have the Ravens to just win. Mm-hmm. You have the Tennessee Titans to just win, and you have the Chiefs just, just to win. win. That three-team 10-point teaser cannot and will not lose. I like it. I'm on it. You heard that, folks? Cannot and will not lose. Sunday Night Football, the Patriots travel across the country, one of the longest flights from Boston to Seattle, and have to take on the Seahawks, who looked probably the best of anybody in Week 1. Can Cam Newton do enough to keep the Pats in this game? I look at this spread, and I feel like it should be higher, and I feel like the only reason why it's close is because of the Bill Belichick respect factor. I just think the Seahawks are a better football team. Bill Belichick, last 15 times, he has been an underdog. I get it. I understand that. But this is not the same Patriots team. Bro, bro. Answer the question. He's fifteen and zero. He's fifteen and zero against the number. Fifteen and zero against the number. Twelve and three. He's twelve and three against the spread, getting more than a field goal. And I'm telling you, all those fifteen games weren't with Tom Brady, bro. You get listen, and their defense, their defense can play. All right. One more thing to tell you about this game before you jump all over the Seattle Seahawks bandwagon. Okay. You ready? Mm-hmm. Just trying to help a brother out, man. I tried to help you out last week with Jacksonville. You wouldn't listen. Now you're going coo for cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. Listen, this is the game. You're down one nothing. You're about to be down two nothing. Last year at home, going back to 2018, your Seattle Seahawks are two and seven against the number as a host. Going back to 2018. You're down 1-0. You're about to go down 2-0. I have the Patriots. You have Seattle. Good luck to you, young Luke Skywalker. What's the number? Is it plus three and a half. All right. You see, you're getting the hook there. It's, 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 that's very helpful to you. Well, it's at four. It's at four right now. No, it's at three and a half I'm looking at. Okay. Well, then I got three and a half. All Why right. are you complaining? Because uh, I'd like to buy the hook there. <laughs> <laughs> nope, not against me. All right, one last game, Monday Night Football, Saints and Raiders at the uh, new stadium there in Las Vegas without any fans. Uh, Saints favored by six. No Michael Thomas likely with the injury. That's got to be concerning. Maybe a play here on the home dog. Yeah, I'm a home dog guy. I am a little nervous. Saints have won and covered their last seven on the road in 2019. They were a flat-out cash machine. Um, but I think in this situation, the way that Raider run game looked with Jacobs last week, yeah. um, you know, I, I, I get that the Saints defense looked good, but away from home in this situation, I, I personally think the Raiders got something going. And I think the value that you're going to get with this football team is probably going to run out after this performance on Monday night. I, 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 it's hard for me to go against the Saints. It always is. Yeah. But watching the Raiders, and, 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 and this is why I say I, I think we're getting something different with them. How many times last year did they get the ball late in the game and not be able to finish and, and yep. lose a football game? Mm-hmm. And when Carolina took the lead and they got the ball back, they went right through Carolina and won the game. And that, to me, was an eye-opener. Back home, that stadium, getting six. 
I think the Raiders win and win emphatically. And after that, we're going to be hard-pressed to get value. I'm going to take the Raiders close to points. I think I'm with you there. All right, B-Lang, good stuff. We'll head to BrandonLang.com to get the latest information from you. Buddy, Seattle, New England, don't let me go up 2-0. Don't let me go 2-0. Don't let me go up 2-0 because we got Pedro tomorrow. We got Schill in game six, and anything can happen in game seven. Who said it? <laughs> Kevin Millar. Good job. Yes, he did. One of the greatest <laughs> one of the greatest lines ever. He's sitting there going, we're down 3-0. You better beat us tonight. Yep. You better beat us tonight because you don't beat us tonight. We got Pedro going tomorrow, Schill in game six, and anything can happen in same game seven. And in game seven, Kevin Brown completely imploded on a level of epic proportion, and the Boston Red Sox came back from 3-0. Oh, my God. Thanks for reminding me. I was in a good mood recording this, but thanks for reminding me. It's okay. And one joke before we go. One joke before we go. I got to tell this joke before we go. Um, Mr. Johnson's on vacation, and he calls back, and he says, Hey, Doc, how'd the surgery go with my wife? And the doctor goes, Mr. Johnson, I got real bad news. Your your wife passed away on the operating table. Uh, Blood clot in her leg. There's nothing we could do an absolute freak accident and we're, we're, we're really sorry and he hangs up the phone and the next day mr johnson calls the doctor and says hey doc how's my wife the doctor says mr johnson i i told you yesterday your wife died in the operating room she's dead she's dead she, she passed away we had complications on I, I told you this yesterday mr johnson that your wife died are you okay mr johnson i'm, I'm a little concerned about you he hangs up third day mr johnson calls up and says hey doc how's my wife he goes, Mr. Johnson, for the third day in a row, are you okay? Do I need to, to, to maybe send some doctors out to see you? Your wife is dead. She died on the operating table, Mr. Johnson. Says, I know, Doc. I just like hearing you say it. <laughs> <You're> an asshole. <laughs> Have a good week, everybody. For all you guys are unhappily married, that's for you. B-Lang, I'm out of here like a fat girl in dodgeball. Scott, we'll talk to you next week. Later. There he is, the legend, Brandon Lang. Check out brandonlang.com. I'm Scott Seidenberg. You can follow me on Twitter at ScottsOnAir, S-C-O-T-T-S-O-N-A-I-R. And be sure to subscribe, rate, and review the football betting show wherever you get your podcasts from. We are brought to you by the Believe Podcast Network. Once again, for Brandon Lang, I'm Scott Seidenberg. We'll talk to you next week. Good luck this weekend. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.